Hello, 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 everybody. Hello, my friends. What it is, what it do. How we doing? How are you? It's your boy, Mario Caballero, a.k.a. Puro Caballero, a.k.a. The Cali Barler Yo, a.k.a. Tree Trevino. What it do? The Latino Luke Picard. Ha, 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 ha. Cholo Charles Barkley in the building. What's happening? <laughs> Pickle Pudo, the Motley Food. We can keep going. Drugs Bunny, a.k.a. I don't know. <laughs> the Pozole Prodigy. <laughs> the Tamale Kingpin. What's happening? What's happening? Hispanic Heisenberg. Oh, man, I got a list. I got a list ready for y'all, man. Uh, what's going on? Welcome into the first episode of the new year. It is now 2022. I haven't talked to you guys since 21. Uh, yeah, you're tuned into episode number 101. Of the Puro Caballero Show. Uh, we are available everywhere you stream your podcasts, uh, live on Twitch, uh, up on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, Google Music, all that shit, you know, great shit. Uh, man, this is a little bit of a delayed stream for me. Uh, was, had some frustrations, had some technical difficulties the last two days. Uh, I'm also kind of not educated at times. And yeah, so we had some delays, but uh, we're getting it going. Hold on, let me fix this cable real, real quick here. Um, yeah, man. I hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody's doing okay. I know we got this whole Omicron surge happening right now. So um, everybody and their goddamn mama has been catching the shit. So yeah, hope it's, uh, if you get it, I hope it's mild. And if you haven't gotten it, I hope you don't get it. So, I mean, yeah, there's that. Um, <laughs> this shit is weird. Talking about the flu rona and all this shit, man. What is going on? What's going on in the world, man? Um, I guess that's what, that's what I'm here to talk about, man. What's, what's been happening in my life? What's been happening with you guys? Um, yeah, man, what it do? What it do? 2022. Um, yeah, it's a new year. We celebrated the holidays, which was nice. I got to go back up to Northern California, go hang with my family up in Stockton and uh, the surrounding area. And, yeah, had a good couple weeks off of work. Um, what else? What else happened? Good Christmas. A lot of tamales. Um, man, a lot of tamales. Crazy. RIP to tamale season. I know I posted a video up on my YouTube, or not my YouTube, on my Instagram page. Uh, with a little joke, jokey joke, joke about that shit. But uh, I guess for me, tamale season is not officially over since I still have a, a couple leftovers in the fridge. Um, thank you to my grandma <laughs> for making those. Those were very, very delicious. And then also thank you to my uh, my cousins, my primas, and my tias on my dad's side of the family that made some as well. So y'all are awesome. Y'all are amazing. Um, yeah, I've been eating so much food, so much, so much stuff. Uh, <laughs> man, it's difficult for me not to put on weight around this time of year. I've talked about this before. I've fucked around. But uh, I think I'm doing okay. The main problem for me is, is I've been, been really lazy about uh, working out and getting myself active and fit and whatnot. That part has been a little bit of a challenge, but I don't think I've been overeating quite as much as I have in years past. I may have put on five pounds. It's better than putting on like 15 pounds and... Oh, man. This time last year, I was, like, really chunky. Uh, coming out of 2020 into 21, I was uh, I was thick, 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 thick. I was watching some uh, some of my early streams, some of the videos. I was like, man, I'm looking a little chunky monkey up in there, man. But uh, that's that's my life, man. That's, that's, that's my uh, my weight fluctuation. So, um, yeah, 2022, the whole new year. 
Uh, I got four more months until my 30th birthday, so another one put down there and uh, another milestone to kind of cross off the list. I really want to celebrate this one and have a good one. I uh, I want to do something. I want to do something. I don't know if I want to do a comedy show or if I just want to just throw a party or if I want to do both at the same time or if I just want to just like go celebrate some other shit. I mean, more often than not, I just go do some other shit. Gone to Coachella shit ton of times right around that time of year. Um, yeah, there's a couple other things happening. I know this year Netflix is having their Netflix is a joke festival with a whole bunch of uh, com- comedic acts. So I think I might try to do something like that. But I feel like I should throw something myself, right? <laughs> you know, I want to see if I can get a party, see if I can get a gig going, see if I can get some homies to to come play. But uh, that's all up in the works. All right, that's uh, that's in the uh, that's in the ether. That'll uh, you know, that'll be something to think about, something to uh, that I need to keep on my radar. I've had like a whole bunch of shit on my plate recently, man. Been pretty busy in and out of town and whatnot, trying to get shit up and running, um, keeping my comedy game up and up and popping. Took a couple, took like a week and a half off from doing stand up for a minute for the holidays. I did a couple sets up in Sacramento and one in Stockton uh, when I was over there. Uh, before New Year's in that week after Christmas before New Year's. Um, ran into friend Kurt Steinmuller up there in Sacramento. What up, Kurt? What up? What up? Uh, nice running into you up there. And uh, yeah, a couple other Stockton comics, uh, Nick Mickelson, Gabe Alexander, Mark Maple. I know us all out there. Um, but yeah, I ran into a few of them the next day at, uh, what was it, Poppy Coffee and right next to Tiger's Yogurt there in Pacific, Pacific Avenue, right next to UOP. Um, that uh, Jordan Quattlebaum runs. Shout out to Jordan. What up, what up, what up? Um, at some point, I got to get you on one of my shows down in LA. It's going to happen. We're going to get the timing right at some point eventually. I know he just had a set a couple of days ago at the Ha Ha uh, Comedy Club up in Northern Ho- North Hollywood. So I hope you uh, killed your shit there, Jordan. And yeah, man. Um, but yeah, that, doing a little bit of comedy, trying to get back into the groove again. Had a set uh, last week. Uh, a couple days ago at uh, Sunset Lounge, which uh, was an interesting setup. But, uh, um, yeah, I need to get back up and popping, man. I need to get my shit up and running. I need to start working on new bits, some new jokes. Got a couple things that I've written down that I haven't worked on in a while. That, uh, and some new stuff that I was working on right before Christmas to get that back up in the mix. Been talking about my UFO encounter on stage, so trying to get that punched up and whatnot. I have a couple I have a couple jokey jokes about that, but like I need to flesh it out a little bit. Um what else? What else has been happening? Yeah, I had Christmas time. Uh Christmas time this year was pretty interesting, I'm not gonna lie. Um what did we have? We had Christmas Eve on my mom's side of the family, which was cool being able to see some of my little uh cousins. Um <laughs> all the family. But uh Christmas time on my dad's side was was kind of interesting. I had a family member, a particular family member, who got hospitalized a couple of days prior. Uh, with the they thought him, what she had, she had a um, was it a tumor or something? I think it ended up being benign, or there was something that happened where they they thought there was a chance of there being cancer, and they had an operation and everything was good, and so she's doing fine now. And thank goodness, it was kind of a Christmas miracle. She ended up showing up at uh, the Christmas party on Christmas Day <laughs> to go rest. 
because her her family was actually hosting the the uh, the get together. So it was uh, a couple of uh, my cousins. They were kind of taking over for my aunt, it was uh, the one that was sick. So um, yeah, uh, been praying for her this whole time, and uh, yeah, hoping hoping she's doing well and doing better. I've had a couple different family members have some different health scares recently. So that's uh, that's something that uh, you should never take for granted. So your health is your wealth, number one. Um, so yeah, bless up to all the people who have uh, been going through some stuff, and yeah, hope everything turns out as best as possible. But uh, that was a little bit of a nerve wracking thing for a few days there. So glad that is uh, a little bit better. Some of my family members have been catching COVID here and and there. So. Like kind of like everybody, I guess we're we're no different than anybody else here in the world. So it's uh, that was an interesting thing, but for the most part, we're doing all right, though. We're doing all right. I know my immediate family's doing been uh, keeping it together and uh, been doing doing their their part and whatnot. But yeah, that was Christmas time. Uh, New Year's ended up running out to the bay for a little bit. Um, went over to the rec room. I wanted to go see. Uh, um, DJ that I'm a big fan of, uh, the homie Arcade. If you're not following him on Twitch, you're fucking up. You should definitely go do that right now. Uh, go follow Arcade, the letter Arcade. Um, it's not this. This is Instagram's. This is Arcade, I think, something like that. Yeah, he just switched his handle a long time ago. Anyway, uh, but yeah, he. I think he was still recovering from COVID, so he didn't show that night. So um, shit happens. But uh, yeah, went out there, got pretty sauced, and ended up crashing at my homie's place <laughs> in San Jose. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, that was cool. Uh, the next day, um, New Year's Day, I actually got to meet up with another legend on Twitch. Uh, shout out to the homie Martin, aka Martino Eduardo. If you have not been a part of his streams, uh, you're fucking up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Martin's fucking epic, you know, on, uh, on his Twitch streams. He is, uh, based out of, uh, the UK. Uh, I believe in North London is where he's north of London. <laughs> um, uh, is where he's residing currently. And yeah, he made a, a trip out here, not just to the US, but to the West Coast, like all the way from the UK. That's pretty freak, fucking far, man. He was telling me his old trip. I think he came into Vegas, then went to like Seattle, was up in Washington, like Bellingham, up by the border in Canada, went to Portland, went to San Francisco, and then LA. <laughs> and then I think he went to Denver and I think he might have flown out today or yesterday <laughs> back to the UK. So like this man is a jet setter. He's been all over the place. But uh yeah, he's he's uh he's the homie man. He's been blowing up a bit on Twitch and um, you know, big props to to uh Martino. Um yeah, he's the homie man. I got to meet him up twice. Uh, I saw him up in San Francisco on uh, New Year's Day and then two days later he was down here in LA, so like la this last Monday, I went and uh, said what's up to him. Um, yeah, <laughs> had a few more drinks, and I probably should have on a Monday night, but hey, 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 you know, whatever, man. <laughs> he's uh, what's the last? What's the next time he's gonna be here? I have no idea. I have no clue. It was funny because we ended up uh, going to Yard House, and like uh, <laughs> there was a couple, couple of the homies who are still working there, and. So yeah, said what's up to them. <laughs> Couldn't get the homie uh, Kai to come out that night. Uh, he's the one that uh, has got the connections out over there. But uh, anyway, we had a good time. We had a fun one. It was, uh, yeah, it was cool meeting up, cool talking, and 
both times we had an interesting group of peoples and uh, interesting conversations and whatnot. Got a got a couple of drinks hanging out with him, so that was fun. That was cool. Um, yeah, and then I'm back here in LA, and uh, I'll be here for the foreseeable future. So if you're in here in LA, uh, say what's up. Say what's up to your boy. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. Uh, when's the next time I'm gonna be making a trip out of here, out of Southern California? Might be a minute. Might be a minute. Um, yeah, your boy's got this eight to five job now that I've been uh, been rolling with the last uh, couple months. So that'll kind of keep me tight here and pretty busy for the most part. I'm still gonna be doing my normal stand-up spots and and what have you. Uh, we're still gonna be rolling with the uh, the Thai Angel Bar uh, comedy shows that we're gonna be doing every other week. The next one will be this next Tuesday, the 11th. Uh, we do not have the poster quite yet, but I got a lineup for you. Uh, very very excited about this. We got a lot of good good acts. Uh, Jay Light. Um, mostly known from like Roast Battle and the Comedy Store. He's going to be on this show, along with uh, Peter Nash, Michael Silver, Issa Medina, and Flag, Nate Welch, and Zach Vetterman. So yeah, that'll be a very fun one. But, 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 before that happens, we have the first ever Mario Super Party show going down at the Pasadena Comedy. <laughs> this Sunday, 8 o'clock on Eventbrite. That is tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Uh, yeah, man, show up. Uh, tickets are $10. Um, you can buy them on Eventbrite or they're at the door. We're going to be having a fun time. We got a terrific lineup. I'm going to show you exactly the lineup. I got this flyer. Look at this fucking fire-ass flyer made by VJ, a.k.a. Supreme Kai, baby. Look at that shit, son. Look at it. Look at it. Oh my goodness, we got the homie Kurt Steinmuller, um, Stephen Briggs, Mitchell Lamar, Ernesto Ledesma, Genesis Soul, Brennan Weeks, and Angela Corsa. <laughs> Let's fucking go. It's going to be a hot one. It's going to be a fucking fire ass show tomorrow night. Do not miss this one, okay? Uh, I am very hopeful that we can keep this show up and running here at the Pasadena Comedy, kind of get that established, and hopefully you can make this uh, like a monthly monthly show there uh, at that location. But yeah, that'll be Sunday night, tomorrow night. I'm going to be a little stressed out, I'm not going to lie. There's going to be <laughs> some football action that's going to be happening right around the time when we start the show, but uh, I may have to postpone it a little bit, if uh, depending on how that game goes, okay? <laughs> there's, a, there's a very important Raider-Charger game that's happening tomorrow. The winner basically makes the playoffs, and I cannot miss that. So I will be distracted as fuck for a little bit at the show at the beginning. But once we get that going, it'll be a-okay. Smooth sailing, all right? I'm very excited about this lineup. It's going to be very, very hilarious time. Um, all these comics, I'm, you know, good, good. I'd say I'm good friends with. And they're all fucking amazing. These guys make me laugh so much. Um, not the only ones. I got a ton of other people that I want to get involved with these shows. But yeah, the the acts that we have t for tomorrow night are not going to disappoint. I guarantee that. So uh, yeah, come out to the Pasadena Comedy. We got uh, you know drinks for sale as well and snacks and what have you. So so yeah, come out. What you, what else you got going on, man? Uh, start the end the weekend off right and uh, get you on a good mood 
going into the next Monday for the work week. All right. So come on out if you're on the east side, if you're in downtown. Fuck it. If you're in the valley, fuck it. If you're in the OC, if you're in San Gabriel, wherever the fuck you're at, if you're on the west side, come on over. Come on over to Pasadena, man. Come on. Come on, man. You're not going to want to miss this one okay so those are the next two shows that we got going on we got the pasadena comedy show um which is uh mario super party and then uh, we got the ty angel show that we regularly run so uh so yeah those will be the next two um very excited for those very very excited for that um but yeah besides that I'm trying to think what else i had on here uh, i haven't talked to you guys since i did the last couple shows in december i had a f- couple <laughs> a couple interesting sets there uh, we had the, uh, um, oh, we had the comedy show at Formosa Cafe. That was really fun. Um, <laughs> shout out to Stephen Marcus Relaford. And then I also got to meet Issa there. Um, very awesome. Very fun times. That was really interesting set because the Formosa Cafe is actually down the block from like my new job, like where it's located. And a lot of the people who, um, uh, so like my the company that I work for now is had like a big uh company meeting like during like a full week long thing like a bunch of people were in town to meet up and um uh they had like a face to face kind of like town hall meeting uh for like the end of the year and so yeah some of my coworkers were able to convince their friends to come out and we had a nice little crew there was like about like ten ten people or so who came from uh from my job um. A lot of these people had just met like a couple of days prior. Um, but yeah, they came out and supported. They had a very fun time. I got was uh, blessed with the uh, the closer spot. So uh, Steven let me go a little long on my set. I think I had a nice like 15 minutes or so. And it was just like running through my material. And uh, yeah, man, I had a great set. I had a great time. That was one of the funnest sets that I've had uh, in a while. That was that was a really fun show. That one... Uh, that one left me feeling good. <laughs> uh, shout out to my friend Femi, too. He uh, uh, went to college with me and whatnot. And so he was telling me, he's just like, dang, bro, I didn't know you were nice with it like that, with the jokes. I was like, oh, man, I appreciate it. Kind words, man. Um, yeah, that, was, that shit was fucking fun. I'm not going to lie. That was, uh, that was a cool one. Um, <laughs> had a fun time. What else did I do? Um, Oh yeah, we did the Mega Bash comedy show. I got a chance to DJ for them. Um, that was run by Andy Lowe and Ethan Miller. And we had a guest headliner of Jamie Kennedy from the Jamie Kennedy Experience or Scream or what else? Malibu's Most Wanted. Yeah, man. <laughs> so he was pretty funny. I got to meet him. That was pretty cool. Got to dap him up. Um, yeah, he said he enjoyed the show. He said he uh, had a good time. Uh, I know he had like a couple other spots earlier that night too, so that was uh, that was cool. Got to meet him. Matt Rife was also on that that show lineup. That was that was cool getting to see him do do his thing. Um, I don't I don't think I'd ever seen him do stand up uh, in person before, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, that one uh, that one was really fun. Hopefully, we can do some more Mega Bash shows into the coming future. But yeah, that's. Uh, that's the latest kind of on that front. Um, Marty talked about the two shows coming up. All right, let's get into some like news and shit, right? What are we like 20 minutes into the show already? <sighs> We've been talking about it already, but this whole Omicron shit is just like been blowing up like wildfire, man. It's fucking spreading like crazy. Um, 
probably fucked up those analogies, but you know what the fuck I'm talking about. You know the fucking vibes. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking wild, man. Shit's getting shut down a little bit. I see that there's some, like, restaurants that are now kind of, like, uh, playing it safe. There's a lot of uh, comedy shows and open mics that have been getting canceled that I've been noticing. There's, um, yeah, you. I've really noticed the effect that you see it in uh, in the sports leagues, uh, professional sports leagues, um, within the last month or so. There was a lot of NFL games that got, like, uh, um, NFL teams that had, like, waves of guys get on the COVID list. And so much so that they had to, like, change the recommendations or, like, the, the, the time period that you remained out. They lowered it from, like, 10 days to 5 days if you're, like, asymptomatic and uh, if you test negative, um, which allowed some guys to come back in time to play a on a couple games. They had a game, uh, had two games, three games, actually, I want to say two weeks ago that had to get postponed and moved back by a, a few days. They can allow some of the players to come back off those uh, COVID list. One of those was like the Raiders-Browns game. And uh, Browns had to go with their third-string quarterback or their backup quarterback. And, uh, I mean, yeah, tough luck. <laughs> Shit happens. Uh, they moved the game back two days, and they still couldn't get uh, the top two quarterbacks in there. But uh, lucky for the Raiders, they got that. They got a victory there. They got they beat the Broncos. And then last week, they beat the Colts. Holy shit, son. Oh, man. Raiders have nine wins. It's the second time they've had nine or more wins <laughs> since 2002. <laughs> and I'm so happy. <laughs> like Even if they don't make the playoffs, I'm just happy they meet, they, they reach that benchmark because it has been a while. Um, 2016 was the only other season that they were able to do that, and they made the playoffs that year, and they lost in the first round. That was sad. <laughs> that part was sad. But um, yeah, anyways, Omicron shit's sweeping through everybody. NBA had a whole bunch of people get test positive and a couple games got postponed because teams didn't have enough players. There's been a whole wave of guys coming from the G League or from off the street or like dudes who are like recently retired or getting signed to 10-day contracts. Like it's been so many replacement players that have been signed. Within the last month and a half, it's been wild. It's been really, really crazy. <laughs> like, there's some teams that are out there like suiting up with eight available players, and like that's it. <laughs> like that's the minimum that you could have, and uh, you know, field the team in the NBA because like you need a couple subs, man. Like it is crazy. A couple dudes foul out of the game, and you're toast, man. That's it. That's it. So, so yeah, that's been wild. Um, yeah, I was going around. A lot of like coaches have been like missing games. Other players, coaching staff, front office members, it's everybody. It's everybody's getting it. There's like nobody immune to this shit. So um, that's been happening. I know in the English Premier League, there's been a lot of uh, craziness going on with the the COVID uh, COVID situation. Uh, Liverpool, I know, got hit pretty tough. I know Manchester United had a rash of uh, COVID infections. I want to say a few weeks back. Arsenal, not Arsenal, somebody else. Um, one of the other top teams. Anyway, I know Liverpool in particular because I've been following their that that squad for a minute. They've uh, they've had a lot of their top guys out for the last few weeks. Um, and they've had they're missing a couple guys too because of the African uh, couple of nations I think is the is the tournament. Um, Naby Keita, uh, 
Mo Salah and who else am I missing? Um, oh, Sadio Mane. Those three, those three guys have been missing. Um, so yeah, they had to postpone. I want to say like what was it? The FA Cup. They had a leg, I think. Um, ooh, who are they playing? Fucking Arsenal or somebody? I, you know, I'm, this year's been weird. But uh, anyway, that shit got postponed, so they pushed it back. The the pram man, they're just like fuck it. We're just gonna keep trying to tread along <laughs> let's just do it with three subs who cares man all right cheers <laughs> yeah but this whole new variant shit is just like making people question a lot of shit that's happened prior right because this one is kind of like falling in line with what scientists were kind of projecting where the new variants of the virus might be more transmissible easier to spread but the symptoms and how the severity of, of um, you know, how it's affecting people tends to be less intense. So that's the good part is that uh, if people get it, they aren't getting as sick as before. With that being said, there are still people who are like experiencing like the, the worst symptoms, you know, the loss of taste and smell and just the, the horrible headaches and feelings and, and just feeling congested and what have you. Um, you know, the litany of, uh, of, uh, traits or or what have you symptoms the symptoms from the virus but uh but yeah um so far i guess i don't think i've got it i don't know um i haven't tested positive i haven't gotten tested in a while but um i also haven't been feeling bad so there's a chance that i could have gotten and been asymptomatic who knows who knows so there's been a lot of controversy going on with this whole booster shot and like trying to mandate a lot of people to get it and what have you there's kind of a couple different camps of people. Um, one is like the people who are just like eager and adamant to go get it is ASAP, regardless um, what's going on. And then there's like two, the people who are adamant and not getting it because they have not been vaccinated to begin with. So they're not even interested in, in, in getting a booster. And then there's like a third group of people who are kind of like uh, who've been vaccinated prior, but are now kind of like a little hesitant on taking the booster just because there's been more and more of cases of uh um weird side effects that have been happening with people taking um taking that particular shot um there was already certain people whatever small percentage of it that had people who got allergic reactions to the the initial booster shots or initial covid vaccine shots but um yeah that's uh been a a little bit of a concern for some people um, I know myself personally, I had gotten COVID like uh, July, I want to say, last year. And, you know, for the last few months, they always said that, like, the antibodies will be, like, um, viable in your system for, like, five to seven months. And just recently, I think the CDC reduced that time timeline down to, like, five months or so. So my family was, like, bugging me about trying to get the the booster shot. And I told them, like, I got the antibodies already. That's, like stronger than any of the other you know back shots or the boosters uh, are able to provide and and so i was pretty comfortable with, with the decision of to kind of hold off on that at least until this month so i'll probably get it here in january um february at the very latest i think i'll probably get it within the next couple of weeks or so but uh but yeah i've uh I personally had a coworker who has uh his wife got a, an allergic reaction to the boost the vax 
So she was completely fully vaxxed at that point and then got COVID. Um, but apparently when she got the booster shot, apparently her antibodies were like too high. So it was kind of through the roof. So like, apparently that was a problem. Her, uh, all her veins were getting inflamed and she had a whole bunch of like red uh, marks on her arms and her legs and whatnot. And it was, it sounded pretty intense and they had to go to the ER. So like that kind of stuff kind of like spooked me out a little bit just because it was kind of like somebody that I work with and see const- constantly. So <laughs> I was kind of like, all right, let me just hold off and then I'll get it. But um, apparently this new booster shot is supposed to be more effective for the newer variants. Like um, that's what they say. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what the the results are and where that may lie. Um, because right now it's kind of hard to tell what's real and what's not based off of information coming from the media. I mean, everything's just so sensationalized and it's just so, eh, so crazy that we can't. It's it's hard to like dig through the BS there. This uh, certain networks are trying to paint certain people in their perspective in a certain way. It's like that's not that's not cool, man. Let's just be just be real. Let's be upfront with people. Um, you know, like. What we think, what we believe is being truthful one day may not be so the next day, but that's fine. You know, as we get more information and more evidence or whatever, we can change our opinions and that can involve. So that's being, that's not being dishonest. That's being, um, you know, truthful. Um, what's the word? It's not being dishonest, but it's being like, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's it's smart to have an evolving thought and to be able to 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 not be married to your perspective. Um, you got to be married to the facts and what's presented in front of you, right? So, you know, it's not wishy washy if you change your mind on something based on new evidence coming forward, right? And so that's kind of hard for some people to kind of swallow at times. Uh, for the people who are maybe super anti against all this shit for them to admit that okay maybe um this shit it can be serious or it can spread and maybe kind of coming around to like you know okay there's actually some some evidence to that and then also the other way too that like all right maybe this is not gonna decimate the population completely um so we're kind of, i can see like the cdc and everybody recommending like shorter windows or whatever after the the virus has infected people so like you know, you can change your opinion, people. It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. Um, don't be so crazy with that shit. All right. So, so that's been wild. That's been that's been crazy. Like I said, I hope everybody can stay safe, stays as healthy as possible. Um, besides the whole the shots and shit like that, it is really important to kind of maintain your your uh, your immune system and your health, um, regardless. Um, that's one thing I know a lot of conspiracy theory people are like, man, why come they're not telling people to be like active and fit and like that? Cause like your obesity level is one of the things that is like the big core vulnerability that'll like fuck you up if you get the virus and shit like that. So like, all right, you got to keep all, all that shit in perspective. So it's not one or the other. It, it could be like a whole complete, you know, package of, 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 uh, prevention, I'd say. Um, Cause yeah, I was, uh, I was lucky earlier when I did get it, that my symptoms were pretty mild. So, um, if you do get it, I hope it's the same for you. Um, so yeah, that's it. Um, and it's so weird because like people will test negative and then a couple of days later they end up testing positive. So it's like, this shit is changing and it's like, it's a whole new thing and it's fucking wild. 
it's it's crazy there's uh there's a lot that's like inexplainable and yeah <laughs> pretty much it i don't know i don't know i don't know what to tell you guys uh at this point i'm just like give me one i'm giving you one of these like fuck it i don't know <sighs> what else happening what else is happening um jesus um got a this is a, this is a touching section of this podcast but i got to talk about it man there's a, a bunch of rips i got to go through number 1 rip draco the ruler um i happen to be at the show that this guy got murdered at <laughs> yeah it was at the once upon a time in la uh show that happened at the la coliseum um right next to the coliseum it was like partially inside the uh the soccer stadium there the lafc and that shit was pretty wild i mean the whole show the lineup was pretty crazy and i was excited to be there and uh so the people i got to see i think came saw too short cypress hill e40 um ice cube all of them were awesome a little bit of bone thugs saw a little bit of bone thugs um they were fun. Everybody was fun. Cyprus was so amazing. Oh my god! I I was like, I was so hyped. I was so hyped to see Cyprus. Um, saw my boy Jerry Hernandez. He was in there. Um, a couple of his friends ended up going with the the homie uh, Eddie Diaz and his girl. Um, so shout out to Eddie. Um, yeah, he hadn't been to too many concerts, and now he really wanted to go to this. So I was uh I was down to kick it with him. We ended up getting split up early on in the show, and I didn't get to see him until right at the end. So that that part of it kind of blew. But uh, I also got to see Foo's Gone Wild. Um, that was very fun. I got to <laughs> show off my high socks and uh, smoke a blunt. Uh, as a little mystery, he was on stage. These <laughs> fool had me yelling like this. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to my dad man uh mario senior <laughs> that's him on the grito <laughs> oh. my sister took a video of him last year and i clipped that bitch out so now we got it <laughs> shout out to my dad but uh but yeah food's gone wild was fun as hell so uh we went up back to the main stage after food's gone wild and we're supposed to wait around for like snoop dogg he was going to be the next act I was going to be on that stage, right? And so we're in the crowd, we're waiting, and it's like a long wait. It's uh, We're sitting there, and we're in the crowd, and it's we're sitting there for like 20 minutes, and we're like, all right, cool. And then another 10 minutes go by, and then we start noticing that there's like an ambulance on the corner um, right outside the venue that you can kind of see um, driving by. And then there was a couple helicopters that were flying above the crowd, and at that point, I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Um, so it looked like they were like LAPD choppers. Uh, sometimes if there's like a big crowd and rowdy shit's happening, they'll just do a flyover just to see what's up and see what's going on. Make sure it's not too wild. But uh, this particular time, it was just like two of them and they were kind of like circling the area. So it's just like, huh, sitting in the crowds trying to figure out what's going on. At one point, the the stage had like an image it was from like the their stock image for like the, the images of the video that they had for like the um the festival it changed to one that just said snoop dogg back there and it sounded like his dj was about to come out and they like started a song and the crowd kind of got wild for a minute they're like oh shit like we we're like anticipating like it was about to happen and then like a second later it kind of like and like they pulled it back and then they just went back to the stock video and so when that happened, I was just like, huh, that's interesting. And 
mind you, we're like within hundreds of thousands of people and cell reception's like pretty shitty. But right around when that happened, we started looking online to see what was going on. And people started saying like, yeah, somebody got stabbed here. Something happened. There was, you know, an assault or something. And we didn't know what was going on, what the details were. So we're like, what? Oh, that's crazy. And then as we're like walking around, uh, going to leave that stage, trying to go to like another stage or like see if something else is going on. We found out it was Draco, the ruler, the, the young rapper. Uh, he got stabbed in the neck. And then like within an hour, we saw footage of him getting attacked. And you just see like video of him just bleeding out on the ground, which was so tragic. I was like, holy fuck, man. So he was at another stage. He wasn't at the, the stage that I was at at the time of the attack. Um, so I wasn't super close to the proximity, but I, technically I was still at the same same place where the, the event was happening. Because they had a couple different, they had like three different stages set up. So they had, they had a main stage, they had like a little side stage, and then one was like inside the soccer stadium there for LAFC. Uh, Bank of California Stadium, I think is what it, what it is. Yeah. So yeah, that part was tragic, and that was pretty, that, that shit sucked. So after that happened, Snoop announced that he wasn't going to perform that night, and then later on, 50 Cent was supposed to perform. And uh, he also canceled. So that was basically end of the show uh yg also didn't perform so those were the three the acts are going to be on the main stage right after um what is interesting is they did let some of the acts perform on like the side stage there was a couple of the uh old school funk acts that were still playing like when we left so i think that was the last stage that they had shut down it was interesting because like the information wasn't going around very well and like they shut everything down um and then they just like had they were just escorting people out of the venue um yeah i'm not sure exactly how the, the the police handled that whole situation like in there but uh yeah they had everybody like walk out for the most part so that part was a bit disappointing we were planning on being there for a few more hours that night and uh able to like party it up a little bit more but like that shit turned tragic so it's like what are you gonna do man um rp draco um yeah man he has some cool songs man i'm sad just like another hip-hop act getting taken down early but uh yeah <laughs> didn't told my family i went to that show because they were just fucking like oh my god so dangerous why do you put yourself in these places and i don't know man i still love my hip hop. love my rap acts so they're gonna go see them but it's just i don't know it's part of part of the fucking part of the shit i guess sad man that, that part sucked man that part sucked um, so tragic, man. Had a couple of losses. Um, one thing I gotta mention right here, we gotta say R.I.P. to the legend, three times over, not once, not twice, but three times over. R.I.P. to John Madden, the coach of the Super Bowl winning team uh, in 1976 with the Oakland Raiders. Um. The highest winning percentage by any coach who's coached 100 or more games in the NFL history ever. Um, almost at 800. He's like 8 out of 10. Dude, that is, that's such a crazy good winning percentage. Team won, made the playoffs every year except once. And they made the championship game like seven years out of the 10 years he was there. It was... Six or seven years, it's like, bro, always there, always consistent. 
they kept getting knocked down and knocked out of the playoffs by a couple good teams. I know those Steelers teams in the 70s were pretty rough and tumble. Those were some hard teams to get past, but uh, uh, able to get that championship in uh, 76, and that was uh, that was amazing. So thank you, thank you so much, Coach Madden, for helping bring that uh, to the the Raiders organization. The first Super Bowl victory with the Raiders. Right after that, he retired and then eventually got into the broadcasting where the majority of people kind of uh, were able to to know his legacy there in that field. Man became um, one of the greats, man. One of the greatest broadcasters of all time. Not just football, not just color commentators, not just sporting commentators. One of the great broadcasters in American history. Like, that is pretty pretty special. That's something that not a lot of people could say, right? Like, he transcended football. It was bigger than that. Like, he brought excitement. He made it relatable. He was an every, had the, the look of an everyman. Uh, you know, the guy's guy. <laughs> He's not, uh, not the guy to come in in the suit and tie. He's coming in with, you know, jeans and an and a unkempt polo or, or T-shirt on. You know, it's, it's one of those. Um, the man had his... Uh, little particular quirks about him the fact that he was had a claustrophobia and had like uh an aversion to flying was one of the main reasons he ended up quitting football uh coaching the nfls because he didn't want to take cross-country flights he had a couple uh incident incidents where he had the uh, panic attacks so after that when he did his broadcasting he ended up initially traveling on trains across country uh, i think initially he was working for cbs uh, that's where he started out and then uh, eventually got teamed up with Pat Summerall. They became a crew. And then they moved from CBS over to Fox, which was a big, big, uh, big haul. I want to say this was like the early 90s, 93. So Fox was the upstart program, uh, upstart network that was trying to compete with the big boys. And they were more, mostly known for 90210 and The Simpsons at the time. And so they had this idea of like expanding into the sports broadcasting realm. And they got the big fish. They got John Madden to come and sign off as uh, working for the network. And then Summerall came, and that was your number one uh, duo um, on the network. And so they ended up broadcasting a lot of NFC games because uh, the Fox had the NFC package uh, from the NFL. Uh, so, yeah, Madden and Summerall, they became that team. And they did a lot of the premier games uh, during that era. And then... <clears throat> Yeah, eventually, you know, that blossomed. And then they ended up, was it 2001, I want to say, was like their last broadcast, the Super Bowl. That eventually, 2002, no, 01, 01. 2002, whatever the fucking first Patriots Super Bowl was, that one. <laughs> that was the last game they did together. So, uh, so they were together. And then eventually he went over to ABC and teamed up with, Al Michaels, so they became a duo for the rest of Madden's career for the most part there. Uh, so he worked with ABC for four years, did Monday Night Football broadcasts, and then after that, NBC came back into the fold, and they got Madden and Michaels and brought them over. So Madden is the only broadcaster ever to work with all four major sports networks. <laughs> For, uh, for broadcasting. Uh, CBS, Fox, ABC, and NBC. Like, that's pretty special, right? 
pretty crazy. But uh, but yeah, man, that guy was a legend on the broadcast, doing the telestrators, all those little sayings, the boom, the bangs, and the, all this stuff. And he's super famous for. <laughs> he's affected Thanksgiving. He helped popularize the the turducken, the turkeys stuffed inside uh, uh, with the duck, with the chicken, turducken. Made it all one thing with the stuffing in between. I've never had it, but like that, that's on the list, man. I gotta, gotta get a turducken next year for Madden, man. That's fucking what a legend. But um, yeah, on for the youngins, for everybody who's thirty and under, Madden's gonna be cemented, and his legacy is gonna be uh, mostly gonna be in like the video game series, which is pretty epic, pretty fucking epic. I mean, the first one came out in what, like ninety three or ninety one. And it's still going on today. The fact that his just name is synonymous with that that video game franchise is is pretty crazy. So, uh, heck yeah, he's a legend three times over, man. I grew up playing Madden. I played the I played that shit all the time. That was uh that was one of the fun ones. That was one of my favorite video games. Uh, I want to say the first one I ever played was the one with Marshall Falk on the cover. I think Madden, like 2000. Eddie George was on, on one of them as well. The first one that I owned was the one that had Ray Lewis on the cover. I think that's an 03 or 04. I had that one on Xbox. And, uh, oh, man. Yeah, then I had the one with Donovan McNabb. Dude, the one with Vic on the cover, though? Holy shit, man. That was mind-blowing. That Vic in that game? Whoo, boy. Boy, boy, that was the like one of the most legendary football players, like video game football players of all time. Like probably like, the most devastating. Like that dude was the fastest guy on the field and could chuck the ball like sixty yards, like easy. <laughs> so like the most devastating play was just running like uh, all four wide receivers just running streaks, just all streaks, and you just like sprint out to the side. And you would either get a bunch of room and then you just take off and get like 20, 30 yards. Or you can just, just chuck it down the field and see if one of your guys comes up with it. Because, <laughs> man, that was fucking almost impossible to stop. It was crazy. That, oh, my God. Yeah, man. I remember the hit stick era. Like, oh, that shit was so fun. That was my shit, man. That was so sad. To ask Madden's never going to be the same again, man. It's never going to be the same, man. <sighs> so sad. So sad. Yeah. I wonder who's going to be on the cover next year. But uh, they got to do a tribute to him. I know they did like a cover, special co- edition cover for him a few years back. But yeah, it's time. It's time. I think it was after he made this, the, the Hall of Fame, which uh, was his long time coming. He, he only made the Hall of Fame in 2006. He made it as a coach and not as like a contributor to the game for his broadcasting or for the video game series, which I think was really special and meant a lot to him. I just watched this documentary that like came out just a few days before his passing and it was uh it was um it was pretty enlightening um also got a chance to to watch rewatch the nfl network it's like a football life doc that they had docu-series that they did on him had an episode on his career and that was uh yeah that was a good rewatch um a lot of great moments um (laughs) the uh yeah the video of him jumping around on the sideline when uh they beat the Steelers to make it to the Super Bowl um, before they won it. it was uh, was pretty epic. I need to get that as a gif. <laughs> I need to put it up on here. But, 
man. R.P. John Madden, man. R.P. Man. What are you gonna do, man? What a legend. What a legend. That dude coached a lot of characters on those Raiders teams, man, back in the 70s. Pfft. Wild. Wild guys. Bunch of wild teams. <laughs> yeah. He had three rules, apparently. Uh, show up on time. Pay attention. And when I tell you to, you play like hell. Whatever you did outside of those three rules, you didn't give a damn. All <laughs> right? You didn't give a damn about dress code. You didn't give a damn about how you conducted yourself in any of that. He just cared about how you played and the effort you put on the field. And it showed because he had guys like freaking Kenny Stabler out there partying all night. But, you know, you get him under center and he's just he's ready to go, man. It doesn't matter if his breath smells like whiskey or whatever. <laughs> so he had a lot of crazy guys like that. But, um. Yeah, man, R.I.P. to John Madden. That man was a, was a goddamn legend, man. Goddamn legend. Uh, Bay Area legend. And another Bay Area legend who recently passed away. R.I.P. to the, to the producer, uh, one of the main producers responsible for bringing the hyphen movement era uh, alive, and that would be the very talented Tracks a Million. R.I.P. to him. Uh, he just passed uh, recently, I want to say about a week ago, uh, due to cancer. Uh, he was fairly young. Um, not sure exactly how young. Let's check it out. But uh, tragic man. That was another guy that like was just a, a staple man. You heard that tracks a million. Anytime you heard that drop, you're like, oh, this shit's gonna be a banger, man. Um, damn man, tracks a million. So many sideshow 2006. From the hood, man. Slap attic. Oh, Jesus. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, he was 42 years old, man. R.I.P., man. R.I.P. indeed, man. He had so many... So many slappers, bro. So many fucking... Oh, shit, man. Sad. Sad shit. San Francisco Anthem, he did that one too, man. Oh, man. I got to go through and just play. I got to, at some point, I'm going to do a, a, a Tracks a Million tribute stream because, like, he, he deserves it. He deserves it, man. Ah, oh, Jesus. So sad. Sad. Man, losing too many people, man. It's just, it's just time. That's just reality. That's just what's going to happen. But it's just, it sucks. It sucks when it's somebody who, Who's affected you like that? So, um, and then finally, another important legend that I gotta talk about though. Uh, I gotta say it just one time. R.I.P. Betty White. She ain't dead before when she died, cause I know it's coming up. Ah, oh, damn it, Zach. R.I.P. Betty White. <laughs> R.I.P. Betty White. Damn it, damn it, damn it. R.I.P. to Betty White. She is now gone. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know if that was uh. <laughs> a jinx on my part i i posted a, a video on my on my instagram page that had a little mix i did with some christmas songs and i played this one in the middle of it um because you know jesus is the one and that's the time of the year <laughs> you celebrate jesus if uh you believe in him and uh yeah man 
R.P. Betty White. She ended up passing <laughs> less than a week, a week or two later. Crazy. She was almost 100 years old. She was like a week away from turning 100. 99 and like 0.9 years old. Right there on the doorstep. And I don't want to say that I jinxed her or anybody else jinxed her. But she did do a cover story with People Magazine that got released in late December that uh, had a cover of her. And it says Betty White turns 100 years old. And it had like an interview with her and whatnot. And uh, I read a couple like excerpts from it. Um, but yeah, I w- so like I drove home on the 23rd uh, to Stockton with my sister and my parents had that copy of People magazine on the uh, the table in the living room. And I looked at it and I was just like, huh, that's crazy. And I looked it up and I was like, oh, well, she's not 100 yet. I'm like, close, almost there. I'm like, oh, hopefully nothing happens to her. Eee. <laughs> Ooh, what are you going to do? Ooh. Yeah, I'm like, the next day I looked and I was like, fuck, RIP? RIP, really? Really? Come on, People's Mag. Come on. You couldn't wait like another week to release that edition, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. R.I.P. Betty White, man. R.I.P. Betty White. <laughs> Fucking wild, man. Um, What was it? Uh, Her top tips for living in long and healthy. Yeah, she said, avoid anything green is what she said. <laughs> I tried to avoid anything green. Um, what she said. Uh, that's some other shit. She's known for a love of hot dogs and drinking vodka with just a splash of grapefruit. So there you go. <laughs> hot dogs, vodka, and no green shit. That's pretty much what uh, got her to 99. Couldn't quite get her to 100, I guess. I don't know. Maybe she, maybe she should have ate a fucking vegetable now and then. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Fucking crazy. Oh, what's up, Timmy? Um, R.I.P. to Betty White. R.I.P. Betty White. <laughs> she is dead now. <laughs> uh, she ain't gonna die later now. Fuck it. <laughs> God damn it. R.I.P. R.I.P.s. R.I.P.s all around, man. Crazy shit. Crazy shit. All right. Little sports talk now. You guys ready? <laughs> Time. It's time, baby. It is that time of year. NFL playoff season is about to begin next week, and it's fucking going down. We, before we get to that, we got some Week 18 matchups to finish off. This is the longest season of all time in NFL history. We got that extra 17th game this year. Uh, two games happen today. We got a bunch more tomorrow finishing this up. One game. That matters. Happening at nighttime in Easy Stadium in Las Vegas. The Vegas Raiders are taking on the LA Chargers. A chance to 
佢啊！唔知冇错。Winner makes it to the tournament. All right. Exciting shit! Exciting shit! I am fucking hyped.、Uh, I feel like the greater team has just been, you know, sneaking by these last few weeks. I had written off all hope that they were gonna make it, but somehow we are here. It is right there in front of them. One game away, they control their own destiny. There's still a chance that they can make it if they lose, but those chances are very slim considering the other matchups that have been. Okay. I just want him to make it so bad. Derek Carr has never played himself in a playoff game.、Uh, made it 2016, but then he broke his ankle in the second to last week of the season, or the last game of the season. He had to put a backup in the playoff game.、But、hey man, he's got a shot. He's got a shot tomorrow night, man. Can he fucking? Fucking do it! Can you throw enough touchdowns and no more interceptions tomorrow? Come on, give me a yes. <laughs> I'm I'm like low key nervous about this game, and it is eating me up, man. Just thinking about it. Excited though, excited for it to happen. But man, oof, 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 oof. The timing. The game and my show is gonna be kind of close. <laughs> I'm gonna be over there stressing, and then as soon as that happens, I'm just gonna have to like flip the switch and just get it into performance mode because、uh, we're gonna have to get that shit up and rolling. But but man, getting Darren Waller back, he's missed some time. He had a a knee and an ankle injury that he suffered against the Cowboys a few like a month and a half ago on Thanksgiving. Then he got COVID for a quick second,、uh, but. He might be back tomorrow. I hope he plays. I hope he plays.、Uh, Hunter Renfro's been been on fire. He's、uh, six catches away from breaking the season single season record for most catches in a Raiders season, which is going to be pretty crazy.、Um, I think he's a few yards away from making the most yardage in a season. I, granted, he played an extra game this year. Totally understand, but、uh, still. Still, 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 it's all right there in front of them for him, man.、Um, I hope the linebackers are still healthy. A lot of them got COVID、uh, before the the Colts game, and and they all came back. It was scary. Like all all the all the linebackers on the team were gone. I'm like, oh shit! It was like Divine Diablo, Denzel Perryman, AJ Wright. They were all fucking gone. Coy Littleton. They were all gone <laughs> off COVID. I was like, shit, this might be a problem here against the、uh, Indy. They had Jonathan Taylor running hot too, and it was just like, man, he's an MVP candidate. He's been balling out like crazy this year. But、uh, yeah, they were able to sneak out that victory last week. Man, that was that was an intense one. Watching that game before we drove back here to LA. Um, oof, man. Me and my little brother were celebrating like crazy right at the end of it. They hit a game-winning field goal as time expired. But、uh, the play of the game was was that、uh, um, catch by Hunter Renfro on third down. That、uh, basically sealed it. They thought he scored a touchdown, but the defender for the Colts barely clipped the edge of his cleat with his finger、um, as he was falling down. So they had to rule him down by contact right there because he he slid, got up. Nobody touched. It didn't look like anybody touched him. He walked right in, or didn't walk in, but made a move and got into the end zone for a touchdown, or what we thought was a touchdown. Ended up calling it back, but、uh, 
hey man <laughs> it was uh pretty stressful there man pretty crazy pretty crazy um glad they were able to get that victory man um Josh Jacobs looks like he had himself a pretty pretty decent game as well. Got that touchdown early on. Uh, defense, I was impressed by how how they were able to play. Um, Jonathan Taylor did some damage, but he didn't have a crazy big game. And they did a good job against Carson Wentz. Granted, Carson Wentz did have, you know, he was on the COVID list during that week and didn't get a chance to practice very much. But then, then be the breaks, man. That's, I mean, it is what it is, you know? So, uh... But Wentz was kind of sidelined a bit there. But, uh, yeah, he shouldn't have gotten even that, that, that touchdown. He threw to T.Y. To T. Hilton. That shouldn't have happened, man. This fucking tip drill. Underthrew his receiver in the end zone. The, uh, <laughs> who was it? Hobbs, I want to say, was under it. And he was right there for a pick. And then uh, Trevon Morig came, came the safety. And he was, like, diving in trying to make a spectacular play. And they ended up knocking into each other, and they knocked the ball up in the air, and T.Y. was just right there. I was like, oh, look what I found. And he caught a touchdown pass that way. So I was kind of BS. But, uh, yeah, man, I think the Raiders have one of the most clutch kickers this season so far. He's been, he's been pretty, pretty good so far, Daniel Carlson. And he kicked the game winner again this last week. So that's been a big, big plus for that team, the fact that they can rely on that, uh, the special teams like that. So I'm excited to see what they're able to do. I really hope they take it and are able to make the playoffs because uh, it's been a while. It's been too long, man. It's been too fucking long. Yeah, man. Nah, man. Don't, don't, don't talk shit about my guy there. Guy freaking Allen. Allen over here. Uh, crazy, crazy shit, man. Oh, how are your Vikings doing? Oh, that's right. I don't think they're making it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know it's a little, it's a little, uh, a little salty on your end, uh, considering that he was a former Minnesota Viking there. But uh, <laughs> hey, man, them beat the breaks, them beat the breaks, man. Um, a lot of crazy shit's been happening in the NFL. Big Ben had his last game in Pittsburgh and milked the shit out of it <laughs> at the end. Milked the shit out of it. Um, let's see, Antonio Brown quit on his team in the middle of a game apparently or the team dismissed him in the middle of the game i don't know i don't know man i don't know but uh <laughs> depending on who whose uh, side you believe uh i tend to lean on the side of the team a little more than antonio brown considering he's just a fucking asshole in the past <laughs> and done some bullshit uh <laughs> yeah crazy shit crazy shit man um I don't know if you guys saw the footage of it. This fool was like taking off his like pads. He took off his jersey, took off his 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 uh his shirt, his undershirt, tossed it into the stands, tossed his gloves and his head his sweatband into the stands, and then was just like <laughs> in the end zone as Brady and the offense was on the field for the Bucks. He's this fool was just like going around <laughs> like egging on the fans and shit like that. They were playing the Jets. They were losing to the Jets too. So that was uh that was craziness when that happened. We're like, what the fuck's going on over there? Apparently he had an ankle injury that he had told like the, the training staff about and uh they were apparently trying to get him to play. He says that they made him take some substance. I'm pr- I'm assuming it was probably Toradol. Um some painkillers, high level painkillers that really fuck up your uh, intestines and shit like that. <clears throat> and um overall not the best for your long term health. But uh he was like trying to suit up and play. 
he was really close to hitting a lot of like milestones so that he could make like he had like three incentives that he almost hit. I think it was like yardage, catches, and touchdowns. It was like one touchdown away and like three or four catches away and like less than 50 yards, something like that, from reaching his goals and a lot more money. But I guess everything's not about money. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he got into it. Apparently there was some, some discussion there and he was just like, fuck it, all right, you guys dismissed me, I'm out of here. Yeah, he deuced it, which was, uh, which was pretty crazy. That's going to affect the Buccaneers and what they do in the playoffs now. Um, considering that they're missing Chris Godwin for the rest of the season. Mike Evans has been in and out of the lineup the last couple of weeks, so they, uh, they're def- definitely going to need to rely upon the other guys. Leonard Fournette's out right now. I think he's, uh, he might come back for the playoffs. Uh, Ronald Jones had a, an ankle injury, too. So. Yeah, somehow, some way, they were still able to make a comeback against the, the Jets, even with all those guys missing. Still uh, ended up getting the victory. The, the win against the Jets isn't surprising, but how they, they did it was, I'd say, had to make a comeback. Um. Yeah, I don't know who's a favorite this year, man. Because the Bucks, I think, are going to be the two seed. Uh, Packers are really good. They're going to have the bye in the NFC. I know the Eagles clinched uh, a wild card spot. Cowboys win in the East. Um. Yeah, it's still just a couple spots up for grabs. Um. Yeah, Bucks won the South. Dallas won the East. Um. Green Bay won the North, and then the Rams have won the 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 West. Um, or I think, pretty sure they wrapped it up. I think they clinched it because I know the Cardinals have also made the playoffs. They'll be a wild card team, and then um, Philly, and then the last wild card team is going to be either the Niners or the Saints. I want to say, um, if that's correct. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty pretty up in the air. I know the Packers are a really talented team. But I feel like they can get got on certain days. Their defense isn't the best team. Uh, they're, they're the best it's been in years past. They're missing a few guys here and there, in and out of the lineups. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. The Bucks don't have as much firepower as they did in the regular season. So they're kind of hampered. They're not as, as strong as they were. Got all this drama going around with AB now, out of town. Going to the Nets games and whatnot. So who knows? Who knows what the fuck's going to happen there. Um, the Rams, I think, are a sleeper team uh, for teams to consider because they're, they're coming on hot. Cooper Cup has had one of the most amazing seasons as a wide receiver uh, that any wide receiver has ever had in NFL history. He's, uh, he's like breaking numbers that like Jerry Rice put up in like 95, like his crazy season he had that year. Like He's going to lead the triple crown in receiving categories. I think that's only been done like five or seven times ever where it's like receptions, yards, and touchdowns. So that is pretty epic. He's close to getting 2,000 receiving yards. That's a possibility. He could still do that. Um, he could possibly break the receptions record. <laughs> like, like it's, it's on the table. It's, it's, I don't know if it's likely, but it's, it, it, it's possible. Like, I don't know. It's hard to double-team the guy because he plays every position on offense. They've literally lined him up at, like, every position. Put him out wide over here. You put him out wide over there. You put him in the slot on this side. You put him in the slot on that side. You can line him up at tight end over here and over there. He's lined up at fullback. He's lined up at halfback and run routes out of the backfield. Like, what doesn't he do, man? He's freaking crazy. Talking about how he's got the mind kind of like a quarterback where he knows where everybody's, what everybody's doing on the field at all times, which is uh, 
commendable as a wide receiver that shit doesn't really happen like that that often man so um so yeah i think i think they're uh, a sleeper on on the, the nfc side a uh, contender to kind of make it all the way matt stafford hasn't had that many playoff opportunities and uh, you know he's itching to get it going and to prove that uh prove his team right for trading for him from the lions this last year so uh so he's had a pretty good year overall um he's had a couple up and down games I know, uh, Alan, if you're still watching, I know your, uh, your Vikings put up a good defensive performance against him in, in that matchup a few weeks ago. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was an interesting one. Um, Stafford, I think, saved my fantasy football season, man. That was freaking wild. <laughs> he might throw multiple picks, but, you know, that's, he's a gunslinger, man. That's what he does. But, uh, yeah, they're getting their running back back, too. They're getting uh, Chris... Uh, Cam Akers, Cam Akers, he's coming back. I know he had uh, suffered an injury in training camp, which uh, really put uh, uh, a damper on some people's fantasy lineups because he was a very high projected running back for the year. But if he comes back healthy, who the fuck knows, man? Who the fuck knows? Um, they got some really talented dudes on defense. Um, Aaron Donald, still got, they got Von Miller they picked up from the Broncos. Ramsey's still there. They got some guys, so if their guys come back and play, you know, who knows? Who knows? They can maybe make a run. But uh, on the AFC side, I think the one seed is still potentially up for grabs. Right now, the Tennessee Titans have the inside track on that. They're the winners of the NFC South, which is pretty damn surprising considering the fact that they have not had Derrick Henry for the majority of the season. Their top two wide receivers have been in and out of the lineup all year. Battling injuries, AJ Brown's missed a lot of time. Julio Jones has missed a lot of time as well, um, and it doesn't even matter sometimes. Mike Vrabel's more than likely going to be coach of the year, and it's pretty well deserved. This team was able to put it together. Ryan Tannehill is not the most talented quarterback in the world, but like good enough to get them the victories that they need. So Tennessee is more likely going to be the one seed. I know Kansas City; they won today. They beat the Broncos, so. I think if Tennessee loses, they might have, they have a chance to move up ahead of them and get that by. But right now, Kansas City, they won the West. Um, they've clinched that. Let's see who else. Uh, the East is won by Buffalo. Uh, I want to say the Patriots still have an outside chance to get there. I'm, I got to double check that. But Patriots have made the playoffs as well. So Buffalo and the Patriots are there. Um, the North was won by the Bengals. Shout out to Cincinnati. Shout out to Joe Burrow, Joey B, and the boys. Uh, dude, uh, Chase, man. Jamar Chase is, that dude is talented as hell. Had one of, like, the best rookie seasons ever. <laughs> like, he's so crazy. He's had some of the most explosive games this year. Man, that dude. Talk about a deep threat, man. My God. That guy, that, I feel like every catch he gets is, like, for 30 yards, man. Like, it. Just see him down the field come up with contested catches and you're like oh fuck like <laughs> when you see burrow cock back and just launch one and you see like number ones out there running like this you're like oh god damn it this is not gonna end good so um yeah he's uh they've been awesome t higgins and um uh, tyler boyd are also really talented wide receivers they got joe mixon in the backfield and uh samaje p ryan uh Another bald brethren. What up, Samaje? Um, so, yeah, they got some talented dude on offense. Their defense is a little uh, susceptible. 
They're not the the most stout defense in the world, but uh, Burrow, man, that fool's got some cojones, man. I like him as a quarterback. That dude is uh, like a throwback uh, style of guy. He's pretty tough nose. He's been banged up the last couple games, and he's just been still going out there um, doing his thing. Beat the Chiefs couple like last week to clinch the division. That was pretty crazy. That whole AFC North race was pretty wild, tight all season. We thought the Browns were going to take it away at the beginning of the year. They kind of got off to a big lead. And then the Ravens were always there struggling, even without with their injuries. Their defense is not as good as it has been in years past. Lamar Jackson was playing pretty excellent. Then he has COVID, has an ankle injury as well. So it's like uh, he's missing some, some time. They got to play with the backup. Then they had to play with the third-string quarterback. Their two running backs uh, tore their ACLs in, before they need, the season started, so they've been rotating a cast of guys out there. Um, they signed a lot of different veterans to see who would stick around and ended up with Devontae Freeman and Le'Veon Bell. So, like, that's been the kind of two-headed monster, I guess. But uh, they dropped a few games, so they kind of got out of the picture. Steelers were always there, too, kind of hanging around. Um, but, yeah, ended up being Cincinnati. So, Cincy back in the playoffs for the first time in a few years. So, so they'll be up and running, getting things going. And then AFC South is uh, it's run by the Colts. So uh, Indy and Jonathan Taylor, they were able to get a nice uh, winning streak in the middle of the season. And, uh, yeah, they're able to get themselves into the playoffs. So right now it's um, uh, a couple different teams are in the mix for the wild card spot. As I mentioned, Raiders and Chargers um, still right there. They are playoff picture. Um, yeah, Colts and the Patriots. Yep. So that's the last playoff spot. So the Patriots are the five seed. Colts are the six seed right now. Chargers the seventh. Um, who else is in the mix? That's pretty much it. Yeah, there's like some faint possibility that the Steelers or the Ravens can make it, but uh, yeah, man. Wild shit, wild shit, wild shit indeed. Indeed. This is so crazy. This is a 17-week season. It seems so long. Uh, it's just one more one more week, but it just it just seems so fucking long, man. Damn crazy. Crazy shit. But yeah, that's the NFL, and that's how that's looking. Um, one more thing I got to talk about in the, in the NFL world. Uh, fantasy football season has just finished up, and your boy was able to make a little bit of a playoff run. Uh, very excited about that. Uh, got a chance to... Um, Get my team barely into the playoffs. We had a new weird formatting of the postseason um, this year since we there was that extra game, that 17th game. And uh, my team was pretty shit all year. I'm not going to lie. We were struggling, like barely able to get wins. And, uh, oof, like I made two trades that I think saved my season. The first one was uh, Russell Wilson was my starting quarterback. And he got injured. He messed his, uh, broke his like finger, broke his hand uh, towards the beginning of the season to like maybe week four. And there was one team who had both Tom Brady and Stafford on their the roster, and they were put both of both of them on the trade block. And was like, all right, I'll I'll see which uh, which offers we get. So I offered him Russell Wilson and Gronkowski, who at the time had just gotten injured. Um, Come to find out, he ended up breaking a few ribs and puncturing a lung. 
<laughs> so he had to miss like a month and a half. But uh, he was also the number two tight end on my roster, so he wasn't even playing that often because um, I had Waller ahead of him, who was healthy at the time and was still putting up some points. And um, so I traded Gronkowski and Russell Wilson for Stafford and put him right into my lineup, and he was just balling out since then. So yeah, he he solidified that position, helped me out quite a bit. Um, the other trade that I made was I traded Saquon Barkley and Devontae Booker for Dearness Johnson and Nick Chubb, which it helped me only a couple weeks, really. Chubb, did, Chubb had a couple good weeks, but like he had a couple so-so weeks as well. So overall, I would say I, I won that trade because Barkley still was struggling to like put up consistent points. But uh, that helped me in the playoffs. That was like right at the trade deadline. Well, my team somehow, so there was, there's, we have 10 teams in the league, right? The top eight teams were going to be eligible for the playoffs. My team was the was the tenth place team had a bad record, and then it was like nine, eight, and seven all had the same record, and I was I ended up finishing seventh, <laughs> uh, based off a tiebreaker with the other two people. So I made it on a tiebreaker. There was a chance I couldn't even made the playoffs. So right. So what happened is. The, um, the top four seeds play each other uh, for seeding, and so the two winners ended up getting that bye, right? But then the bottom four, they basically had a play-in game, so I had the play-in game. So I was the seventh seed. I played the sixth seed, and I won. So I beat that, made the playoffs, right? So then Allen, the commissioner of the league, uh, a.k.a. Swift89, if you see him on Twitch in the chat, he ended up playing me that next week and then we had a matchup and i ended up beating him <laughs> so i made that upset knocked him out his team was loaded they had a great season all year and then they had a bad week and they played me so <laughs> shit happens that's fantasy so i advanced from there and then i won a next week barely won oh my god it, i won by like Four points, <laughs> like barely. It was so close. It came down to like Sunday night football with the Saints and or Monday night football with the Saints, uh, the Dolphins, and Alvin Kamara just barely got me enough points that week. Um, my highest scoring team, I want to say, was the Dallas defense. They got like me twenty six points that week when they played Washington. Uh, they had a block punt for a touchdown and a pick six, so that was uh. That was a godsend. That was a blessing there. So that was fucking dope. But um, yeah, so I made it into the championship game. I was like the second to the last team to barely make it. And I ended up making it all the way to the championship game. So I had like three upsets, I guess, I had to make. So eventually lost, lost in the championship game. That was disappointing. Um, but yeah, by that point, my team was ravaged with injuries. My number one wide receiver was Chris Godwin. He had torn his ACL a couple weeks prior. Um, my number one running back was Leonard Fournette, and he uh, had a knee sprain and <laughs> got put on IR, missed the rest of the regular season. Um, Waller was out with all those injuries and with COVID for a stretch. So I was missing, like, one of my top draft picks. Um, yeah, there was a couple other things that kind of happened. That... But... Hey, shit happens. Shit happens. Hey, I'm I'm so happy that my team did that well in the playoffs. So like uh, a seven seed that made the championship game. So I'll take it. I will take it. 
So ended up making a little bit of money off of that. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that was in my sleeper league, my ESPN team. Complete garbage. <laughs> I think we started the season 0 and 10. <laughs> we did 10 weeks of the season to get a victory. I think eventually ended up with like three victories at the end of the year. I made one like the consolation playoff victory. No, nobody gives a shit. Nobody fucking matters. But yeah, my ESPN team was a fucking mess this year. So um, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be back in that league, but eh. Oh, well. Oh, well. It was fun. Fun while it lasted. But uh, anyway, anyway, I think that's enough NFL talk. That's enough NFL talk. We've we got a couple more things to mention before we get out of here. Um, y'all see Ghislaine Maxwell end up getting convicted, I guess, or I don't know what's going on. It's, that whole shit is weird. I still got to read up a little bit about like that trial and see what's going on. But I'll, I'll be back here to talk to you about with you guys on Conspiracy Theory Hour. But uh, um, yeah, <laughs> that was just fucking wild. Um, another story that I read just this week, pretty crazy. This uh, ex-star uh, of the Mexican national team, uh, Cuauhtémoc Blanco, he was a legendary soccer player for, for Mexico. He is now a politician. He used to be a mayor and now is a governor for the state of Morelos, which is uh, south of Mexico City. He uh, he got into some hot water recently because there were some photos that came out with him and some cartel members. This picture apparently was taken in 2018, like three or four years ago. And he's like at a party and he's like, you know, taking a picture with a couple of these guys. Um, one of the guys got assassinated. Another guy, I think, got arrested by the, the authorities. And the third one's on the run and is wanted by, like, the U.S. Uh, US authorities so, for, for drug trafficking. Um, he said that, like, he doesn't ask questions over who he takes pictures with because he's, like, a celebrity in Mexico. So it's like, you know, shit happens. But uh, at the same time, it's like, hey, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Was uh, were they getting political favor from doing that shit? Hanging out with them? Is he cool with them? If you're playing in the political game down in south of the border, you kind of have to be in bed with the cartel a little bit. You know, you gotta let some of that shit slide. It's kind of wild out there. Um, not gonna say what's right and what's wrong for what you should do, but like, it is crazy. So, I mean, if you don't play ball, they'll fuck with you. They'll literally like <laughs> don't give a shit about killing motherfuckers that's the real thing but um you know if you do play ball then you're kind of in bed with them but then like that's not not the, the you know best most reputable people in the world but uh but hey <laughs> got a gun in your face it's like ow you know there's only so many things you can do there so but yeah he got himself into some hot water over that shit i thought that was pretty interesting but uh Honest to God, he could be telling the truth. Like, he could have not known who the fuck they were and then just had taken the photo and then just was happened to be at a party. Or he could be in bed with them <laughs> and is just, like, downplaying this whole thing. So who the fuck knows? Who the fuck really knows? But, um... Crazy. Um, it was also just uh, two days ago, the, the one-year anniversary for the, uh, the most recent insurrection that happened in American history. Um... People storming the Capitol last year. <laughs> that whole uh, craziness, that January 6th shit. Um, yeah, it's a full year later. And so many, so many of the people who stormed the Capitol have been 
put in jail for a long time. I know that guy, that shaman dude, the guy who had the buffalo horns and shit when he was walking in there. He uh got to serve 42 months in prison now. <laughs> like three and a half years and shit, man, for, for what he did. Uh, Pretty crazy. Pretty, pretty wild stuff. Year later, man. I don't know where we're at as a society, <laughs> as a government. I don't know. We have a new president, Joe Biden. I don't know how long he's going to last health-wise in, uh, in his term. Because, uh, yeah, it's kind of not always there, 100%. <laughs> like, maybe most often. Um, taking shits at the Vatican, <laughs> meeting the Pope. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that footage. Um, yeah, man. Doesn't look very good. Doesn't look very good. Not the best representation for uh, American politics abroad, I guess. We got this geriatric-ass dude in, uh, in control of the White House, man. I, yeah, I don't even know if the man can, like, say a paragraph with the, be, while being coherent because you can't understand what the fuck he's saying. Pretty wild. Pretty crazy. I don't know. Is Kamala going to step in? Who the fuck knows? Oh, she's had a pretty low Q score <laughs> recently, too. So, I mean, hey, man. Political world is fucking wild. I don't know if we're ever going to get the Build Back Better America bill or whatever the fuck that is. That has its own hiccups and crazy nicks going on. That whole Joe Manchin saga continues. So, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be good for us or if it's not. I haven't read it. I haven't read into it. Um, I don't trust most of the mainstream sources, so I haven't been able to take the time and independently research this shit myself, so I will withhold judgment one way or the other, but I know that's a Stalin. I know still haven't had some student debt relief. That is something that was also promised by uh, old uh, Joey B. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> crazy shit, crazy shit. I don't know what's going to happen with all these COVID lockdowns and restrictions and stuff, man, so... A lot, lot of craziness, a lot of craziness. In any event, I think we're done here. I think this has been a successful episode. I've gotten my thoughts across. It has been two days in the making. I wish I could have got this to you guys a lot sooner. But hey, we're here now. So let's, let's enjoy the moment um, and try to, try to have a good year, good New Year's for uh, 2022. Um, I guess one thing I forgot to talk about at the top, uh, some New Year's resolutions for myself. I am trying to get this uh, Ty Angel show to keep running twice a month at the very least. Um, 52 weeks in the year. If we do it every other week, that is 26 shows. So I want to say about 25 shows. I want to see if I can get 25 shows there. I want to see if I can run an, this Pasadena Comedy Show monthly. So that would be another 12 shows. And um, yeah, that's what. I want to see if I can run 50 shows this month. Um, hopefully we could get some other venues and, uh, that up and running. I know I got to reach out to campus billiard, see if they want to run some more stuff back, and, uh, see where we can go from there. I want to continue to do my, uh, my open mic list. Last year I was able to hit 150 open mics the year prior did 200, including some of those online mics and shit because of the lockdown and whatnot. But, um, year before I did a hundred. So, um, I did less this year, mostly because I was just performing a lot more in other venues. I was getting booked on shows, or I was producing my own shows, or hosting open mics, or what have you. So, doing some other performances I would consider not open mics, um, but still doing comedy, if that makes sense. So, I want to continue to do that. 
So I'm going to see if I can still hit 100 open mics this year. That's like, what, a couple a week um, at the very least. Um, mix that in with booking. So I want to see if I can get, um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, about 50 book shows and then 100 open mics. And then I want to see if I can produce 50 shows myself. So myself and with the homie VJ, Supreme Kai. Um, he is uh, my co-producer with uh, all of our comedy shows that we've been running um, as under the Out of Breath Productions banner, which uh, if you're not following us on Instagram, definitely check that out. That's where I post all the, the flyers and uh, the information for the future shows that we have going on. So, um, yeah, Out of Breath Productions, we're looking to keep keep it moving for this new year and get bigger and better things up and popping. So that's the goal. That's the goal there. So that's some goals. Uh, resolutions for me that way um i think a resolution is to get something together to for my birthday the 30th birthday this year in late april april 24th if uh you want to put that in your calendar um yeah man your boy's turning 30 triple x um do that shit i want to i'll see if i can get some dj gigs too i'll see if i can get a couple a month um see if i can get that up and popping um let's see what other thing uh at some point this year i want to hit uh lose some weight and hit 205 pounds <laughs> that has been my fucking goal my goal in mind for the last like 10 years oh my god I, the closest i got was like around 215 220 when uh right before the pandemic so i think i can get there i just got to fucking work my ass off and hit the gym so my goals have been to hit the gym at least twice two to four times a week so try to hit three um but at least twice at least twice a week see if i could do that try to eat a little healthier this year um as i take a sip of this beer cheers <laughs> um so yeah those are the the main goals um i have a couple other small personal goals and some other things to do financially that i'll Keep to myself, but um, yeah, man, that's the that's the that's the goal. Um, I want to see if I can make it to Texas this year. I want to see if I can make it to Vegas, and see where else I can go. See if I can keep traveling, doing comedy. Last year, I was able to hit a couple spots that I had never hit it before, doing uh, stand up. So uh, Arizona, Seattle, um, the Bay Area, a couple different times over. So this year, I want to see if I can get Sacramento. See if I can do some shows up there um was able to do a show in stockton that was cool san diego i know we were thinking about trying to do some shows down there so san diego would be fun and then um yeah man i want to make a trip to texas i'm trying to go to to new mexico say what's up to the homie way funky out there um <laughs> shout out to everybody who was in my top uh top five most watched uh twitch streams number one i think was four color zach and then it was like arcade and then it was like way funky and martino eduardo and then spinorito was in the mix there too so like i've met off all everybody face to face i've met them personally except you way so where you at way he's my favorite way way um but yeah man uh <laughs> trying to be uh, a couple idiots or whatever together kicking it but uh yeah man this is your host, Mario Caballero. You can find me online at Puro Caballero on Instagram and pretty much all my socials. Um, 
yeah, follow the show at the Puro Caballero Show on Instagram as well. And tune in everywhere. I'm going to try to, the main goal, the main goal I forgot to mention, I'm going to try to do this podcast. Uh, I'm trying to do 50 episodes this year. So what you're seeing is episode one. If I do not hit episode 150 by the end of the year, then I'm a fucking failure and you should tell me that shit to my face. And that I need to fucking step this shit up because this year we're going to get on and popping. All right. Uh, I got some ideas about like possibly turning one of these rooms that we live in into a studio that we could use for consistent streaming, uh, for consistent podcast host hosting. And hopefully I can get some more more guests on for the new year. Cause, uh, cause yeah, man, we're trying to improve upon ourselves and do bigger and better things. I am uh, wasting too much money on uh, hosting this damn show without making these damn episodes. So, uh, so yeah, man, uh, I'm trying to make this shit more consistent, man. I'm trying to get you know the followers up and all this stuff, man. So, uh, so yeah, 2022, what it motherfucking do? All right, this has been. Your boy Puro Caballero signing off. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Come to the show this Sunday or come to the show this Tuesday. Uh, put the flyer up one more time. One more time here. Come check it out. This is uh, Mario Super Party at the Pasadena Comedy uh, with your host, Puro Caballero, myself right here in the bottom left. But we have Kurt Steinmuller, St Stephen Briggs. Mitchell Lamar, Ernesto Ledesma, Genesis Soul, Brennan Weeks, and Angela Corsa. We'll also have a special guest dropping by. Shout out to the very talented B. Gutierrez. That's it. That's all. Go Raiders. And I'll catch you next time. Beep.